In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ, my Lord, or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. These words from Luther's small catechism are a perfect summary of the theme of Epiphany. Our Savior is born on Christmas Day. He has come for all people, but all people do not know or believe this. Only a few shepherds came to visit on Christmas Day. Only a few wise men from a foreign land brought him gifts. But God desires that all people would come to the saving knowledge of the truth. How does God accomplish his saving purpose? It takes an epiphany. An epiphany is a revelation. The epiphany is the revelation of Jesus Christ. And how is he revealed? How are unbelievers brought to the faith? Many pastors teach that this is our job. It's up to us to make people believe the gospel. Jesus died on the cross. That was his role in salvation. But your role is to go out and convince people of this truth. And if you aren't out there witnessing for Christ every moment of the day, the people you didn't reach are going to hell because you didn't evangelize. Every time you sleep in on a Saturday instead of knocking on doors, another soul is lost. Every time you watch a show on Netflix, three more people die without Christ and go to hell, and it's your fault. As bizarre as this false teaching is, you might be surprised to hear that a former president of our synod used to teach this. As he traveled about the country, speaking about his gospel-sharing vision, he would often stand at the microphone and snap his fingers, counting off seconds. Every second, one more person dies without the hope of everlasting life in Jesus, he would say. Every time I snap my fingers, another soul is eternally lost. A friend of mine among the pastors listening shouted out, For Pete's sake, stop snapping your fingers. Humor aside, this false idea plagues many Christians. We need to get out there and evangelize, or else people will go to hell because of us. We need to take drastic measures to make the church grow. If the building isn't full of young people, let's figure out what they want and give it to them. But all these plans are bound to fail. Why? Because epiphany is not the work of man. It is the work of God. Every Lutheran confesses these words. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. I believe that I cannot believe apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. If you cannot believe by your own reason or strength, then the same thing applies to those who have not yet seen the light of Christ. Consider the language of the biblical text for this day. Isaiah writes, 
Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. St. Paul writes, God has made known to me the mystery of salvation as it has now been revealed by the Spirit. And St. Matthew writes, The star which the wise men had seen in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. In every case, the scriptural language teaches us that man can never discover the gospel. God must reveal it to us. The glory of the Lord rises upon us. God makes known the mystery of salvation. The star goes before until it stands over where Jesus is. This is good news for the church because it means that it's not up to us to make people believe the gospel. That is God's work. No one can believe unless the Holy Spirit does a miracle. Remember, how is it that you came to the faith? The Holy Spirit called you by the gospel. How is it that you believe in Christ? The Holy Spirit enlightened you with his gifts. And how is it that after all these years, you are still a member of the church? The Holy Spirit has kept you in the true faith. So what does this mean for evangelism? What about being the city set on a hill, the lamp shining in the darkness? Do we have a role to play? Yes, we do. Our task is to remain faithful to the word of God, to cling to it for dear life, to suffer all, even death, rather than fall away from it. The true church is found Not where the pews or the offering plates are filled to capacity, but where the saving gospel of Jesus Christ is preached and heard with gladness. Consider the story of the wise men. These are men from the east, from far outside the land of God's people, likely from Babylon or modern-day Iraq. How is it that they would have heard of Christ? Did the ancient Jews have a 12-step outreach plan for the pagans of the Babylonian Empire? No, quite the opposite. The Babylonians were the enemy of the people of God. 500 years before Christ, the city of Jerusalem was reduced to rubble by the Babylonian army. The temple was destroyed, and the people of Judah were carried off as captives to the east to Babylon, as punishment for their idolatry. But what did the faithful among God's people do in Babylon? They had lost their church building and their homeland. They had lost everything that most people consider to be of value. But there is one treasure they had not lost, something they carried with them into exile, the Holy Scriptures. There in Babylon, captives in a foreign land, they devoted themselves to the word of God. It was taught and read and cherished among them, even when by all outward signs, the church of God seemed to be a failed institution. And where the word of God is taught in truth and purity, there the Holy Spirit works to create faith, even among the enemies of God's people. 500 years later, 
long after the Jewish people had returned to their homeland. The faith that had been kindled in Babylon among the pagans continued to burn in the hearts of the wise men. And led by the Holy Spirit, they followed the star, traveled hundreds of miles to the place where the Christ child lay. Truly, this is a miracle. God makes his enemies into dear children. This is the same miracle that was done in you, in your heart. You were born into the same darkness as the pagans of Babylon. But God did a miracle. He opened your ears to the gospel. He opened your eyes to the light of Christ. And he leads you safely through the wilderness of this sinful world into the house where Christ dwells. And even if much of this happened while you were still an infant, it is no less a miracle. The light of Christ still shines in this dark world. Enemies of God are still being brought to the faith. But we don't make this happen. The Holy Spirit does. We don't bring about epiphany. God himself does this. And what is it that we do? We remain faithful to the word of Jesus. We cling to it as though our very lives depended on it because they do. We hold fast to the promises of Christ for they are life and salvation. And as we do this, the Holy Spirit continues to work his miracle of salvation where and when he pleases. I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith. In the same way, he calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. In the name of Jesus, amen.